Hi there, and welcome to the podcast, Lifting the Veil. I'm your host, Noelle Cellini. In this episode, I've invited back my naturopath, Dr. Jen Stanley, as she's going to share with us what she has specifically learned about the coronavirus. Of course, we're also going to talk about things you can do to keep your immune system strong when it comes to viruses and bacteria in general. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Jen. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Good, 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 good. <laughs> a pleasure as always to have you on because you are a wealth of knowledge. So with everything going on with this virus, can you shed some light on this for us and tell us, one, what you've learned about it, and two, kind of what you're seeing from working with clients, whether it's regular clients who just always come in for just kind of maintenance stuff or people who are coming in because they're feeling maybe uh, sick or whether they're the symptoms of the virus or not. What are you, what have you learned about this virus? Well, what, what I know is um, as far as my clients go, I haven't had anybody who's been um, who tested positive for the virus. But what I'm, what I'm proud of is that all my clients are actually coming in for raindrop therapy, colon hydrotherapy, ionic foot baths and far infrared saunas, everything that they already know to do to help improve their immune function. Um, because mm -hmm. with, with viruses in general, it's all about raising your internal temperature to slow down the replication of the virus and allow your immune system time to activate and, and clear it out of the system or get it back into check on its own. And we, we do that with, uh, the easiest way is to do it with temperature, um, is what, with incre increasing your internal temperature to slow down that replication process. So I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really impressed that my clients apparently have been listening to me over the years because I noticed mm -hmm. as, soon as, as soon as the virus, you know, um, more information was coming out, my calendar was getting very full with all the immune supporting um, therapies that, that we provide. So what I've learned over the last couple of weeks about the virus is what makes it so finicky is that it has this ability. It's called a furin cleavage site. And it just means that this virus has the ability to activate anywhere in host tissue or organs, whereas most viruses tend to perpetrate a specific area. So um, with that being said, there's a lot that we can do um, with regards to interfering with, so, so a virus will enter, it enters the body, then it enters a cell, and then it has to replicate itself um, to make more viruses and kind of take over that cell and then to spread from there. So there's a lot of phases that the virus has to go through in order to replicate itself. And, and there's a lot that we can do to interfere with that process of that, the various types of when it docks onto a cell, when it gets into the cell and when it replicates itself, there's a lot that we can do along the way to interfere with that process and prevent the replication of viruses. So that's what I wanted to, to talk about today. But, um, uh, and so let's, I guess, let's begin with that. Um, did you have something you wanted to down two notes as you there. were talking right now. I wrote yeah. what feeds a virus 
specifically maybe this one or maybe it's just viruses in general. So what feeds it? Like, are there certain foods or certain activities or exactly maybe certain temperatures? We know that heat is detrimental to it. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote down how to interfere, which I'm sure you're going to share with us, either just general things of how to interfere and then maybe... Um, more specific things, as you said, if we know that it's that it's there. So yeah, you pick which one you want to start exactly. with. So the the concern isn't the the COVID nineteen virus. It's really the issue is the immune response, the immune cascade that it triggers in the body. That's what becomes harmful to us. So it's not the virus itself. It's just the way our body is. Re- responding to the virus. So a virus, we become susceptible to a virus when our immune system is compromised. And that can be become compromised okay. due to um, a poor diet where you're not getting enough antioxidants and your basic trace minerals. So first of all, a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. A multivitamin is essential for what we call immunocompetence. And that just means your body has the baseline immunonutrients required to fight an infection, to fight, to fight a virus. So the virus can come in through our skin. It can come in through our breathing. Um, we're finding now that the virus is actually showing up in the digestive tract for up to 30 days before it ever shows up in the respiratory system. So it, mm-hmm. um, so, so having a, having a, a well, Um, integrated digestive tract, having good digestive function, having enough hydrochloric acid in the stomach and digestive enzymes in the small intestine to to kill the virus and prevent the absorption through the intestinal lining is essential. So all these immune boosters, so that's really how someone gets sick, which is how we get sick with any other virus. You know, if, if our diet isn't optimal, if we're not getting, if we're not eating the foods that have the high antioxidants and things like that. But for this virus specifically, there's a couple things. When So the virus, first of all, has to be able to dock onto a cell. And there's certain foods that also dock onto a cell. So those things are, it's an actually the antioxidants and specifically um, sulforaphane, which is a class of antioxidants that you find in all garlic, um, onions, specifically in shallots. Um, so those types of foods. So, so in the onions, we're looking at leeks, white onion, red onion, yellow onion, chives, um, but, but highest in shallots and garlic there. So because, okay. because of this virus, they're actually um, encouraging garlic encapsulation. So actually taking a supplement of garlic that would give you more allium than what you could consume um, in a meal, but also consume it in a meal. Make sure that you're getting garlic and shallots on a daily basis um, in your diet, and you'll be sure to be getting those antioxidants. Also in those, in that class of antioxidants are all sprouts. So like radish sprouts, broccoli sprouts, sunflower sprouts, green tea is very high in these antioxidants. And then all your cruciferous vegetables. So cabbage, broccoli, bok choy, Brussels sprouts, um, cauliflower, um, all the cruciferous and kale um, specifically are highest in the antioxidants. And what these do is they prevent the, um, the docking um, of the virus on, on the cell wall itself. 
So, um, so they're, so to, for even for me to understand it. So they're basically adhering to the cell, um, instead of the virus adhering to it because they have correct. So imagine it's like, it's like an airport and the, and the planes come in and they have to come to a, um, uh, they have to, they have to dock into, um, Oh my gosh! What's an, <laughs> where does um, it disembark? Like where do you get off a plane? A gate? Yes, thank a you. gate. <laughs> it would be a good analogy if I knew the words <laughs> that I was trying to use. You're yes. so focused on all the yes medical stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So the so the plane lands and it, it has to go to a gate for you to get off. It's the same thing, and there's there's limited amounts of gates at the airport. It's the same thing with a cell. A cell has only so many gates that something can enter the cell through. So the more that mm-hmm. we can block the gates with antioxidants, the less gates that are available for the virus to dock onto. And this okay. is for all viruses yeah. in general. I mean, specifically this one, but yes, just viruses getting sick in general, right? Absolutely. So this the this virus tends to dock on what they call the ACE2 receptor. And that's just a specific docking site um, on the cell itself. These foods also use that ACE2 receptor to dock and enter the cell. So so it's it these foods are specific for interrupting the docking of the the, the COVID-19 virus. So love it. Love okay. it. Yes. So okay. once once the virus enters the cell, the virus gets into a cell, it has a protein in it that initiates um well well first of all, the virus has to replicate itself. That's its number one priority. And it does that in the mitochondria, which is kind of the power plant of the cell. But it needs that mitochondria um to be acidic in order for it to replicate and and it's a finishing off process called glyconization. Um, and that's what kind of finishes the virus into its full expression. Um, but it needs that mitochondria to be acidic in order for that to happen. So we can alkalinize the mitochondria and that negates that, that deadens the virus and it can't replicate itself. So we do that, um, and, and that's where we're seeing like the animal anti-malaria drugs that they're using. That's what the mm-hmm. anti-malaria drugs are doing is they're alkalinizing that mitochondria and preventing that virus from replicating itself. But we, we have herbs that do the exact same thing as that anti-malaria drug. And those are Scutellaria by Colensis, which is skullcap, um, skullcap with some people are fine just using skullcap on its own and it and and scutellaria bicolensis is the latin name there's several forms of scutel of skullcap so you want to be sure that it's that form of skullcap for some people they need calcium d glucurate um as a supplement in order for the um skullcap to actually activate more efficiently in the mitochondria mm-hmm. Um, okay. Outside of that, we also have stinging nettle, um, and stinging nettle is is very powerful um, in this as well. And specifically, the root is what we're finding is more powerful than the than the leaf part, but still the leaf is is really powerful. So drinking stinging nettle as a tea on a daily basis would also help to. Um, prevent this finishing off or keeping that mitochondria more alkaline so the virus can't replicate itself. 
Um, another thing that we have here too is artemisia, which is wormwood. Um, and mm-hmm. wormwood goes back to um, blocking of the of actually that that blocks the um, ACE2 receptor on the cell wall itself. Um, but but Scutellaria bicolensis with calcium D-glucurate and stinging mm-hmm. nettle as a T would would both be effective in alkalinizing that mitochondria. So so that's another way. That's another phase that we can interrupt the replication of the virus. Got it. But you wouldn't recommend that just as like a daily um, supplement or a a daily intake, or would you? I recommend um, the nettle uh, as a daily. Nettle is very rich in all trace minerals. It's also very high in iron. Mm -hmm. So I love stinging nettle as a, as a daily tea. Absolutely. That, that I'm all about. Okay. Um, the the scutellaria bicolensis I wouldn't necessarily use that on a daily basis just for um, uh, you know everyday health that would be more I would I would if um, there's a recommend need. that specifically yeah specifically right. on a case dependent um, though it's though it's great for um, as an immune stimulant so certainly if somebody's fighting you know anytime you're fighting an infection these would be good things to go for mm-hmm. um, because because mm-hmm. of that action that they have in the mitochondria because they're so, alkalizing it right so yeah viruses bacteria absolutely. things like that i need an acidic environment to thrive and we know that there are activities like smoking um, stress poor sleep that are more acidic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that there are certain foods, of course, definitely um, sugar and, you know, a lot of times meat and and can be more yeah. acidic than obviously we know all the beautiful colors of leafy greens and, and berries and, and, and all the ones you told us before with the high in sulfur. Um, yeah. Yeah. And all those are important. All, all those alkaline foods are essential right now and, and essential right now, but they're always essential. Right. So it's right. Really, yeah. You know, it's really kind of like, uh, this is a lot of what we've talked about before. Yes. But um, it's just interesting to, you know, that now they're, they're, they are getting a little more focus as, you know, with, with people um, specifically for, you know, this case, this, this virus is getting more news than, than the flu or pneumonia or, Mm -hmm. you know, other things. So, you know, again, we're just talking about, you know, common basic practice, but also knowing that these foods specifically have these impacts. um, And so, you know, really making sure you're, you're hitting these things harder and getting, getting them in on a daily basis. So, right. Yes. Thank you for that reminder. So yeah, we could be doing this podcast right now, exactly on influenza B or whatever, lots of different. Yes. Or we could be doing Mm -hmm. that on this. It's just that this one is so to speak causing this, uh, pandemic and a lot of people are, you know, want to know what can they do. And so this is just good things to do in general of good um, foods to do if we know the tea and that there are other herbs and things to do. Um, So then I want to go back to what you said about finding that it actually lives in the digestive tract for 30 days Mm -hmm. before what, before symptoms show up or something. So you and I were talked about that briefly the other day, how this podcast came about saying that, okay, we need to share with people um, some of the things that you're finding. So it lives in the digestive tract for 30 days. And I said to you, so the best way, the best thing would be colon hydrotherapy. And you just said, yeah, it would be a good idea. 
<laughs> so well the go ahead. the benefit of the colonic so so they're finding the way that they're testing for the virus right now is through a nasopharyngeal swab which means they go through the nose and they they literally go all the way back through the nasal passages into your pharynx and it feels like you're getting your brain stabbed and so it's oh my uncomfortable and and that's why there's a lot of false negatives out there because it's so uncomfortable people aren't getting they're not collecting um proper swabs because people are uncomfortable with this thing you know going back so and far. they're already so probably what, nervous and scared and yeah so you're exactly. not expecting yeah. this thing to it's go not a so relaxing far up your nose technique. right <laughs> exactly so what they're finding is the virus is is showing up in the stool and, and it, the life cycle in the stool is 31 days. So that's not pre symptom. That's, um, full like lifespan of, of how long it will, it can, it can live in, in the digestive tract Mm -hmm. or in the, in the stool. Mm -hmm. So what they're finding, and we may see this more moving forward as people are, you know, tracking, um, you know, the, the symptomology and the the research that research that we're going to see around this virus is people can probably do a stool sample at home in the comfort of their own home and mail it in and it would actually track where you know at what level of the exposure they are or where in the where in the life cycle of the virus mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. so it's it's more i think something that's going to be coming out but the fact that it's showing up in the digestive tract just means we need we need to really um make sure that the integrity of the digestive system is healthy and with colonics the the liver's job is to filter all bacteria and viruses out of the bloodstream and it sends it out either through the kidneys or the colon. And when something is more toxic, it always goes out through the colon. So imagine a bag of trash, just, you know, a bag of this virus just sitting in your gut. Do you really want to let that sit there for any longer than it really needs mm-hmm. to? The, you know, and that's where colon hydrotherapy comes in. Because the is, things are reabsorbed back through the lining mm-hmm. of the gut, like the blood that recirculates. So if the gut is kind of backed up, if we haven't cleaned off that mucinoidal plaque or old fecal matter or we're stressed, definitely the gut is then kind of uh, tight, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it's recirculating. So we want to make sure that gut is clear, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. We want to decongest the colon. And especially if people are on medications, you know, the, the reason why they're they're concerned about the elderly and the immune compromised is those people don't have, they have a compromised gut health right. as well. So even for them, for everybody, you know, making sure that the, that the, the stool is, is circulating and getting out of the body as efficiently as possible um, is going to um, help with the immune function. Um, so that's, you know, colon hydrotherapy is certainly a great, a great tool uh, that people could be using right now to boost their immune function. Um, one more aspect about about the colonic that's so helpful is when the water gets into the descending colon, which usually we can get within a, a session or two, there's a vein that attaches to that descending colon called the hepatic portal vein. And that vein is a direct shunt directly to the liver. So the water can get picked up by that vein the water ends up flushing the liver of all sorts of bile, which is the waste carrier for the liver. So we can essentially, 
flush the liver and decongest it to clear it so that it can filter the blood more efficiently um, with colonics. And we see that during the colonic because you'll see a neon yellow substance come through, which is the bile Mm -hmm. coming from the liver. So, and I've, and that's what I've been seeing a lot of over the last two weeks. Um, In our office, we are still doing colon hydrotherapy, raindrop therapy, lymphatic drainage, the the therapies that help boost the immune system. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing an N95 mask and I'm wearing disposable gloves during the whole session. Um, A lot of my clients are coming in with masks um, and gloves on themselves. So we have have gloves at the office that we give to our clients if they want to wear them. I don't have extra masks, but you are welcome to bring in your own mask. Um, but during the whole, and, and so during the colonic, I'm seeing just consistently a lot of bile coming through on, on regular clients where, you know, I know they're, I know how their colonics tend to go and this is unusual for them. Right. These, these are, you know, relatively healthy individuals that, you know, for the first time we're just seeing a ton of bile come through. And that just tells me everybody's liver is, you know, whether we're, we're all getting exposed to it at some level and everybody's liver is, is functioning, um, processing out this virus. So that was kind of definitely a helpful tool. Yeah. What made me say, okay, then I need to come in because I've felt very confident, you know, in knowing what I've done in, in prior and just Mm -hmm. in, in health in general and detoxing those detox pathways, colon, kidney, um, liver, heavy metal cleanse. Um, and then of course came for four colon hydrotherapy sessions in the fall. But when you were sharing with me that it lives in the digestive tract, but then you're seeing a lot of bile coming out where that's not normal for people who exactly are, you know, their what their colonic normally is like. That's when I said, yes, it's never a bad idea. And I encourage people yeah. to listen to our, our first and second podcast about colon hydrotherapy. It answers a lot of questions of, you know, are you going to uh, are you sweeping away, you know, the good bacteria, all that kind of stuff, what happens in the session, um, all that kind of thing. So that was really what made me say, okay, yes, this would be a good way because, and I know you've shared before that 60% of our lymph nodes are in our gut. We know 78% of our immunity is in our gut. So I want to go back to things. So you were talking about way in the beginning, mm-hmm. you talked about, okay, so immune system or immunity is compromised. And the first thing you brought up was poor diet. And so you, we know now the foods that are beneficial for that, um, those alkalizing mm-hmm. foods, those, um, the ones that exactly dock at the, at the profits at the gates, of the airport and fill them up first. Yeah. So you talked about a multivitamin, but then you also brought up good digestion. So digestion, we know, Maybe some people have heard, you know, it begins in the mouth, 24 chews or however, maybe it might be more than that and really uh, breaking down our food. But I want to go back because you made a comment. You said digestive enzymes for the small intestine. And I've talked about that a lot and there's they're always on my site. But you talked also about, you just said about stomach acid. Now, I want to make sure people understand this because this was something I had learned from you when I first started to going to you a couple years ago, and I brought my mom along who totally different age class. So right now she's what, 72, 73. So she was 68, 69. And you had made a comment to her that regardless of gender, of diet, of genetics, of any of that, that our stomach acid just kind of 
what is it at 40 or 45 it just kind of depletes and then at 60 it really depletes so can you talk about that because that's one of the keys in this we talk about immunity coming from good digestion so it's not just the gut it's not just the small intestine it's not just the saliva in our mouth breaking it down it's that whole tube as you've informed us on Mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit about that because if that's if that's low that stomach acid or that's missing that's key isn't it Absolutely. So that that stomach acid, it's hydrochloric acid. And then there's also, um, so hydrochloric acid does three things. It kills bacteria and viruses that come in in through our food. Um, It also activates something called intrinsic factor. And that's necessary so that later on in the small intestine, we can absorb B12. And we don't absorb B12 without intrinsic factor being present in the digestive tract. And B12 is essential for our immune support. So it, it kills bacteria and viruses. It activates or it's, it, um, it stimulates the um, production of intrinsic factor. And it also activates pepsin, which helps us break down proteins. So Hydrochloric acid is, and, and that's too one of the one of the factors to why they're seeing such low rates of the virus in in um, babies um, and young adults is a couple things. We tend to secrete more melatonin, which helps us sleep when we're younger, um, and and that depletes as we age, and also the hydrochloric acid in the gut itself. So as we age, we just we use up the hydrochloric acid. So typically after the age of 40, we should be supplementing with hydrochloric acid with pepsin in order to ensure that we're going to break down the nutrients more efficiently and, and protect our, um, our immune defense by killing off bacteria and viruses. Um, one way that we test if somebody is low in hydrochloric acid is you can do an HCL, which is hydrochloric acid tolerance test. And there you would take one capsule of HCL with pepsin with each meal and you would increase by one. So if I take one for breakfast, I would then take two at lunch. I take three at dinner. The next day I would take four at breakfast, five at lunch, six at dinner. I would continue on that cycle until you get a warm sensation in your abdomen when, when you take them. That, t- that tells you you took a little too much. So then, so say I get up to seven and I get the warm sensation, then I back down to six and I stay at six with each meal until I get the warm sensation. Then I back down to five and, and then you, you continue all the way until you get back down to zero. What that is doing is it's replenishing your body's ability to secrete hydrochloric acid. And you can, this is kind of like loading. So you're loading the body so that you don't have to take hydrochloric acid every day for the rest of your life, but you're just re, um, reinstating good optimal digestive function. So, so this is one, and this, and this impacts the immune system of the gut. Um, one way that we impact the yeah, immune system. Because I remember when my mom did this, again, she was what, 68, 69, 70, something around there, Mm -hmm. 69, 70. She, I remember she emailed you or called you and said, Hey, I'm at like 10 or 11. And you said, yeah, yeah, keep going until you feel that burning. Well, because if we know that after 40 around that time, give or take that just for everybody, again, regardless of diet, of gender, 
of where you grow up um, is that it just kind of falls off, you know, it, it, it diminishes. Mm -hmm. And then I remember you saying something about 60, it really falls off. So she was way past both of those, whatever you want to call them markers (laughs) or guideposts. And so that's why I don't remember if she got up to 12 HCL pills with pepsin. Cause I always remember you saying that it was with pepsin. It wasn't just HCL pills. It was HCL with pepsin that she got up to like 12 or 13 where till she finally felt that burning. So it took a while and she was mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, I'm taking so many, but exactly. It helps your body um, regenerate that. So something um, interesting too, it will be its own. Go ahead. If yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, and, and that's usually scares people, you know, they think, <laughs> well, why am I taking so many yeah. pills? And, and it, you know, what this is doing is it's, it, you know, your, our body is, we think that it's natural for our body to degrade totally. and start having inflammatory joints and it's just a part like of that. old like, age. Really, and, oh, a lot yeah, of that. Exactly. But yeah. that's not, mm-hmm. it's all, that's all optional. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of that is optional suffering. And it's like when you are taking 12 capsules and you're like, wow, I didn't realize, you know, your mom didn't have a lot of bloating or gas or digestive issues to where she thought she had a problem, but she had arthritis. She had joint pain, which she said, oh, well, it's just, and she thinks, well, because she plays tennis four days, five days a week. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we make excuses for things that we think are supposed to be normal, but they're only normal because no one's taking care of themselves as optimally as mm-hmm. they can. So you start doing these things and, and, and that, you know, you get to 12 capsules and you're like, really, I got to take 12 <laughs> capsules. Well, that's telling you that, you know, that you're really that deplete mm-hmm. in that thing. And so, so this is what, you know, and, and when we're deplete, other organs and other systems start to be affected by wear and tear. And that's where we get this overall sense of aging. So there's a lot that we can do to knowing, you know, and and with hydrochloric acid specifically, in the stomach is where we absorb our calcium. Mm -hmm. So as we age over the age of 60, you see more osteoporosis, osteopenia. And it's because with low levels of hydrochloric acid, you're not able to assimilate the calcium in your foods. So, so it's, you know, it affects other things or we end up having other symptoms that we don't relate to digestion. Right. It's function. getting to that root so and, and really holistic medicine, what it's about. It's not just treating, oh, okay, well, yeah. I have arthritis. So you try this. Be like, oh, it can be. So that's what I've loved about working with Jen is because um, it really is. And it started out with iridology, which is what she uses I would say most naturopaths use something of that, of that nature to, to see, okay, the eyes are telling us we're not looking for arthritis. We're looking for what is exactly out of balance. Oh, it looks like the stomach that there's not proper digestion going on, you know, or that, yeah, I've shared the story that my mom had, she thought she had diverticulitis. Um, It hurt when she ate certain foods, when she would have a colonoscopy, she would ask her every time and she would say, no, 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 somebody else, a different doctor. And in her, my mom's iridology, it showed up that it was actually lymph, that it wasn't, you know, going on in her colon or the small intestine or anything like that was lymph. So after lymphatic massages, which was getting to the root cause, it was not opening her up and taking out part of her colon or anything like that, which thankfully she didn't do it. The root cause was, was limp. So yeah, again, that's why I love 
when you, I learn so much from you all the time. So also about mm -hmm. uh, this proper stomach acid, I had learned from you, if you wouldn't mind sharing quickly about how this can impact people who have heartburn. And a lot of time, isn't that the root cause of that? Well, with, with the hydrochloric acid, the, one of its job, again, is to kill bacteria. Um, so when we are under stress, our cortisol is high, which is our fight and flight hormone. If our cortisol is high, it suppresses the release of hydrochloric acid in the stomach. And so if you're upset or if you're multitasking or if you're stressed out and feel like you have multiple things to do and you're trying to eat at the same time, the digestive, the hydrochloric acid and pepsin is not being secreted optimally to break down your food. And so food enters. So if you're eating something that has any kind of bacteria on it, meaning you're out at a restaurant the person in the kitchen, and you ordered a salad, you thought you were being really healthy, and the salad wasn't washed, um, there's, there can be a lot of bacteria on that salad, or anything that's not cooked. You know, cooking kills bacteria, so that's helpful, but then you also need to worry about whose hands were making your food, and if they washed their hands or not before they prepared your food. But anyway, so if, if food comes in with a lot of bacteria, and you're upset or you're feeling rushed and you don't have the hydrochloric acid there to kill the bacteria, that bacteria starts to eat away at the protective mucosal coating of the stomach. And that then exposes the low levels of, of acid to the stomach lining. And, and over time, the more that we do this habit of eating fast or eating while being rushed or eating on the road, um, or just eating when we're, when we're thinking mm -hmm. stressful thoughts, um, we expose more and more of that bacteria to more and more of our stomach lining. And that's where we end up, one way that we end up with acid reflux or GERD or heartburn, all of those things will, will come about from low levels of acid. So people think, oh, I have too much acid because I get this pain. The pain is not from the acid. The pain is from a bacterial right. overgrowth that's going on because you're not secreting enough hydrochloric acid with your meal. So in natural medicine, we use things like slippery elm, which is a demulcent, which means it's going to coat and soothe the inflamed tissue and allow, and it's very nutrient dense. So it's also going to feed and, and heal the tissue lining that is inflamed. And then at the same time, we need to increase the hydrochloric acid. If somebody is young enough, that just means taking a couple deep breaths, putting away your computer, you know, sitting and looking at your food and, and, and working on being relaxed mm -hmm. when you're eating. If it's for an older person, then I would do the same practice, but I would also add in hydrochloric acid with pepsin as a digestive right. and supplement. And it's, it's, um, it's funny because, that, so. yeah, so the, the, the burning is actually the bad bacteria, so to speak, is taken over. It's a cry for more stomach acid not to suppress it with an antacid so to speak right and it's yes. interesting because with my yeah. holistic vet i've been able to give slippery elm which i learned from you is like a bark and you add it to a little bit of water and it gets kind of kind of gel like kind of mucus like i've been able to mm -hmm. give it to my dog because it will do kind of the same thing so with the with the 
um, GERD or acid reflux, it lines the stomach so that it can have a chance to heal and the bacteria isn't eating away at it anymore. With my dog, it can heal like the lining of the gut because it's got gel-like mucus, you know, again, very soothing. So uh, again, yeah, Mm -hmm. always check with Mm -hmm. your holistic vet, but but I remember being like, oh, I can give this to my dog, Pierre. So, so for people, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like yeah, aloe on a sunburn. I'm describing, you know, it. think of it that way. Slippery yeah. elm is like aloe slippery on elm. a sunburn. And I've seen, on a I've seen at one of the health food stores here in Chicago, I've seen slippery elm lozenges, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of that soothing. Yeah. I've never tried them. I didn't look at the other ingredients in it to see if it was good or bad, but I would assume if they're using slippery elm, hopefully they kind of already know what is uh, good for the body, what's not. So then to wrap this up, and of course, let me know if there's something else that you feel is, is important for people to know, to empower them. But if people are interested, you know, in, 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 and having, and working with Jen and working with myself and realizing, okay, well, do I have low stomach acid, whether you're in that older um, age category or not, or what is this pain? Is it maybe, yeah, lymph or this, that's why Jen and I have partnered together because we're trying to give people, and it's an online course, a way to not only have access to her and her knowledge and be able to work with her, but what I've added to this online course is, again, stopping the amount of toxins coming in. So things when I started my health journey that started with working with Jen just a few months prior, I got really clean in my in everything, whether it was the showerhead filter to remove chlorine, the $30 showerhead filter to remove chlorine because chlorine kicks, you know, essential um, things out of our, out of our body um, to not cooking with aluminum foil. I didn't really realize that, or even like wrapping things in aluminum foil to um, everything, you know, mm-hmm. men may say, well, I'm, I don't use beauty products. Well, if you bathe, you do. So you use shampoo or mouthwash mm-hmm. or toothpaste yeah. Men use just as many body <laughs> right. products as women They can do. definitely own a flat iron and hair gel. So, and yeah. perfumes. Yeah. So, <laughs> lotion, lotion, shaving cream. So, yeah, I have yeah. taken, I've, I've listed everything, even a separate yeah. section for men, whether exactly it comes to perfume, because that's usually the most unregulated out of anything, um, to, yeah, to shaving cream, to laundry detergent, because we're washing things and we're then spending seven, eight hours in it at night, you know, or our clothes, we're wearing them, whether it's workout Mm -hmm. clothes or bras or whatever. Um, so that's all in the course. So it's, it's, it's recipes as well. Those kind of alkalizing things, just to give you some ideas. Um, again, anything to reduce the amount of toxins coming in from avoiding twisty light bulbs. And then through online, you'll take a picture of your eye which is when I went to go see Dr. Jen in person, she just took a picture with a camera, not a, span- a fancy special camera. Take a, a picture just with your phone of your right and left eye so she can see what is going on in the right side of the body, which will be things like the liver because it's on the right side. What's going on in the left eye, which will reflect the heart and the descending colon, what's going on there. And then everybody gets a personal iridology, um, nutritional guidelines that you see Dr. Jen is very knowledgeable. Um, the colon powder, which is, which is very healing in and of itself. Colon hydrotherapy is great, but just the colon powder will 
will repair the lining of the gut, will bind to toxins, right? It's, it's really a... Mm-hmm. And there is some, there is some slippery elm in there and some other herbal anti-inflammatories. So if there's inflammation anywhere in the digestive tract, there's some bromelain, magnesium, mm-hmm. slippery elm, L-glutamine, all the things to help re-restore um, good integrity to that digestive tract yeah. for immune support. And this is something the colon so, yeah. powder is. It doesn't really taste like anything. If anything, I've always mixed it, mixed it into a juice or like a smoothie. But if you have to mix it in water, it's fine. It tastes a little mm-hmm. tangy in water. It's not bad. It's not like it's super bitter or gross. And then, and I take it, I took it when I started with Jen to to work on the gut first. Um, but I take it now just kind of as maintenance, like once a week or twice a week or when I'm traveling, I definitely mix it into a, a try to like a juice every day because it keeps me regular, keeps me pooping <laughs> on mm-hmm. vacation. So, yeah. and of course, if something comes up, I know that you said you would personalize it. If this comes up in somebody's iridology, you would add a little bit more of this to the colon powder or this. And then, so everybody will get uh, the iridology, the colon powder, and then the liver parasite cleanse, which is key because as you shared with us, the liver is in charge of not only filtering out all these toxins, but every virus you said and every bacteria, it is such a huge organ in our body, gets very little attention, yet is something crucial for making sure to clean it out. Just like we wash our sheets and wash the outside of our car and we don't just stand outside in the rain and say, okay, I'm clean. <laughs> you know, we, um, mm-hmm. so, and can you answer the question too about, People may say, well, doesn't the body detox or clean itself? It certainly should, um, but there's a lot that we're exposed. You know, it it would if we weren't eating packaged foods um, or processed foods. It it would if we weren't um, living in a city where there's a lot of car exhaust or um, chemical processing um, it, it would if you weren't taking in any kind of perfumes or skincare products that had aluminum and all sorts of synthetic mm-hmm. stabilizers right. in it. It would, but right. we don't live in that world. So, so you do need to do some sort of annual or biannual cleansing to support living in right. the world Thank you. that that's we a beautiful, live in. beautiful way of putting that. I knew you'd have the, uh, an awesome thing to say. So that's what, I don't know what you do, Dr. Jen, but I definitely just moving forward, I did the cleansing with Dr. Jen, but then I take the colon powder every exactly once or twice a week or whenever I feel I need it. And then I will do the liver parasite cleanse every spring and fall. So just that change of season. And again, it's not anything, I feel like cleanse sometimes kind of can be defined in many different ways. Cleansing means you can, the liver cleanse is the only one where you cannot, it's best to avoid alcohol or dairy to give the liver a break, but it is, you can go about your day, you can meet with friends, it doesn't make you run to the bathroom more or less. It is just, you're just taking a separate, you're following a protocol of taking a certain amount of herbs. One of them is the wormwood that you shared with us at the beginning um, and clove mm-hmm. capsules, which is just yep. ground up cloves because um, the ground up cloves kill the parasitic eggs and then the herbs and the tincture kill the older parasites for the, the 18 days. Um, and then at the end, there is a flush to flush out the liver, all the parasites that you've killed. And so when we go back to, I know you were talking about um, 
didn't talk about it here, but you've shared with us before in other podcasts about sugar and how, what is it? Three ounces of sugar reduces the immune system by up to 50% for the next, what is it? Four hours or something? Five hours. Yeah. Five hours. Yeah. Good memory. So, and Five it's hours. interesting because mm-hmm. I meet a lot of people, even young, even young, like 20s, 15, no, super teenagers, and they say, oh my gosh, well, I have such a sweet tooth. Or you meet a lot of older people, you know, grandparents, and like, oh, well, I love my sweets. And, and mm-hmm. I know what that's like too, but this is usually, yes, we can crave it when we want comfort for sure, but a lot of times that's parasites. They don't like the bitter foods and therefore the bitter herbs. They like sugar. They thrive off of sugar. And they, um, so a lot of times when we say, okay, well, we know sugar lowers our immunity. Um, and sometimes you can say, well, it just, I just have to have it. Well, a lot of times that's parasites. And there's a whole list I can share with people um, at a later date, but there's a whole list of things that parasites have been linked with like teeth grinding, you know, and exactly insomnia. The, the list is long. It's, um, it's a interesting world when you dive into it, I would suggest not Googling it because it will freak Mm -hmm. you out, but it is nothing. It's not like they, you shared with me and it's, and I've done, I don't know, seven at this point or something. They don't crawl out of you. You don't know that they're even there. Mm -hmm. They're not wearing sunglasses and doing backstrokes in the toilet. Like they're just, they're just a part of this big, beautiful earth, but it's amazing that we know how to get rid of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we're, <laughs> if we're part of the earth, um, we're going to be yeah. exposed to them. So right. we, keep we them just in need check. to keep I them love in that. check. Yes. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anything else we you know. should know or you think is important for us to hear? You know, one last thing is um, the fact that... Um, what they're finding with the with the COVID nineteen virus is that um, blood type A individuals are being most affected by it because the A antibody actually also has the ability to interfere with that mm-hmm. ACE two receptor. So those <laughs> gates at the airport, the um, the A antibody can dock there, whereas somebody with type A blood doesn't make the A antibodies because they are type A. And so what what we can do and and one way the rest of us can actually increase our A antibody is by taking chondroitin sulfate. Um, that actually when it's digested, um, it converts into a substance enough like a type A antigen that it would help block some of those receptor sites on the cells. And for people that are type A blood type, they need to increase more fava beans, domestic mushrooms, fermented soy products. So things like miso and tempeh and and tofu, um, all organic and and GMO free. Um, And then and more plant lectins, which they can read all about in the Plant Paradox books by Dr. Gundry. all those foods will convert into a plant-based version of an A antibody and also help to dock to those receptor sites. So, so that list is specific for type A blood types. Um, and for the rest of us, the chondroitin sulfate would do sufficiently as a supplement um, to how do, do you, the same do you thing. Know? So. Yeah, that's ahead. the only kind of. Do you know how to spell chondroitin? That, that's <laughs> sulfate. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, um, C O N D R 
O-I-T-I-N, I think. I'm drawing it okay. in the air. I don't have a pen on me right now. And then sulfate as S-U-L-F-A-T-E. And this is... So that chondroitin sulfate is the form, the form that it should be in. Okay. So um, yeah. but that's something, are you, think, are, you, are you sharing that in terms of preventative, just good to take in general, or, or something if you're, if you're experiencing symptoms or have it? This is to prevent this is to prevent the docking of the virus okay. on your cells. So it'd be more preventative um, at this point. One thing to um uh yeah to one last mm-hmm. thing to, to keep in mind is really again it's not it's not the virus, it's the inflammatory cascade that the virus causes. So the more that we can prevent the virus from docking, the less inflammatory response which are those symptoms right the inflammatory um, to that. Is those symptoms so yep so the cough yep. and the it's yeah. the hypoxia it's the cough it's the it's the respiratory infection all those types of things and and so if you if you do start having symptoms of those things you know the list mm-hmm. that we see on online with the dry cough and the headaches and the um uh diarrhea uh that that's when we want to get into more of the stinging nettle. So things that help to dampen that inflammatory response. So you have the virus. Now we need to slow down the inflammatory reaction. Um, what they're recommending is actually up to 50,000 IUs of vitamin mm-hmm. D3 on a three-day cycle. So you would take 50,000 IUs for three days of vitamin D, D, lay off for a week, and then do it again. So um, that's going to help to dampen that inflammatory response. The quercetin, um, which is highest in mm. capers, so it wouldn't be bad to start putting some I capers just, in your in your ooh. eggs in the morning or in Yum. your salad dressings. I just had, um, yeah, cabbage you know, and capers I really like, for, for yeah. lunch. It was a red, a ooh, red cabbage that... You slice up. It's from, um, if anybody knows Kimberly Schneider, I'm probably pronouncing the name, the last name incorrectly, but she did the, the green, the beauty detox books. Um, she has a lot of celebrity clients who do her like green, um, glowing green smoothie in the morning. So I have her second book, which has a lot of raw recipes, not all of them. And she has this one. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this looks good to me. And so I made it last night and had it this morning. It was just a red cabbage and you could, that was what was in the picture, but I'm sure you could just use green cabbage, whatever you find or Brussels sprouts. Cause those are like mini cabbages. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so I yep. sliced it up and it was like, I think it was about two, it was like a, um, a tablespoon of first you mixed, um, what was it? First you mixed, was it, um, tamari, which is a gluten-free soy sauce. I use coconut amino, so it's no soy and no gluten. And then it was, oh, two tablespoons of apple mm-hmm. cider vinegar. I think it was like a, a tablespoon of coconut aminos or tamari. And then, oh, it was something else I'm forgetting. And then you add in tahini and then mix it up and then toss it with the cabbage and then it says to let it sit for two hours. I made it last night and had it for lunch this morning. And then you toss in capers. And then she puts sliced mm-hmm. avocado on top of it. So 
I Ooh, took that sounds delicious. It was purple cabbage and it was capers and then the avocado and I had broccoli sprouts because I love microgreens, microgreens, excuse me. So I had broccoli microgreens mm-hmm. on top and that was, and I, and a cabbage, even though I bought the smallest one there and it's still a ton, <laughs> like I'm probably going to have this for you yeah. know, three more meals and it couldn't have been all kitchen staples you know a, a soy sauce or a coconut aminos and apple cider vinegar and tahini if you don't like tahini i'm sure you could use you know some like a, a, a butter a sunflower seed butter or something if you wanted to um so it's interesting that you bring mm-hmm. up capers which yep so capers are highest in quercetin and quercetin is what we use in in natural medicine for mm-hmm. seasonal allergies the histamine mm-hmm. response so it sequesters inflammatory reactions of the respiratory tract. So you can take it. So getting capers in on a daily basis or taking a supplement of quercetin, you would want about 400 milligrams three times a day would be a high dose. If you start getting a clawing headache, that tells you you took a little too much. So back off from there. But that's the recommended dose right now for for the COVID-19 virus, if you start having the inflammatory reactions um, to the virus, that that would be mm-hmm. a supplement to take. And then we also, that in the vitamin D, um, and then again, all of the, everything else we went over with regards to the antioxidants um, is essential. And, and especially melatonin, three milligrams of melatonin on a daily basis, it'll help you sleep better at night. That's melatonin's mm-hmm. job. Um, but what they're finding is this is actually inhibiting a lot of the um, uh, interleukin 1B, which is the immune response that causes hypoxia or the inability to um, exchange oxygen in the lungs. So um, the melatonin, uh, three milligrams a day would be a great. So just to end. Okay. Wonderful. Well. That's really, really, really helpful. Dr. Yeah. Jen, thank you so, so much. Um, so to end, so this is why if correct me again, if I'm wrong, but so this is why a lot of people could be, have no symptoms, um, but yet could still have it. Um, because so to speak, they have a good diet or it isn't able to, like we said, dock on those receptors because they have enough of that sulfur from the garlic and the shallots and the kale and the cabbage yep. and the bok choy and the green tea and the leeks and the sprouts. And right. So this is why a lot of people could not have symptoms, whether exactly. young, old underlying, uh, health conditions, you know, or not, um, correct. Right. So that's Okay. Yes. The, the, whole, the whole concern that you're seeing in, in, the, media, in the, the media and just online and with the you know, shelter in place um, uh, mandate, it, it's really, it's not about the virus. It's about the stress on the healthcare system that if, if they don't trust that people are going to change their diet or <laughs> right. that we're healthy. Right. Which, which is, which is probably a very safe estimate. I'm, I don't think they're wrong, you I know? Agree. So, but yes, these are all the things that you can do that sure you can be exposed to the virus, but it's, but you're going to have a very mild case or no symptoms if your immune system is, is optimal. And if you're eating right. all the right things, so it's not, you know, we're just trying to not 
have so many people, you know, overwhelm the healthcare system right. at once and, and taper it out. But these are all the things that you can do. So you don't right. even have to go there. And so you, you don't stay at home yeah, and, and, so and write it can, out. Exactly. And, and maybe even establish some new routines or new recipes that weren't a part of it before. I mean, this can, this is all a good thing. Everything and everybody who's followed my podcast know the universe only ever trades up and everything is happening for us, not to us. So this exactly is, I'm going to make this cabbage recipe again. You better believe it. I'm going to make this cabbage recipe again. And not only was it yeah, I'm gonna make that cabbage it was recipe crunchy. now too. It was creamy <laughs> from the tahini. The 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 capers gave it a little briny bite. You delicious. know, the avocado. What wasn't to love about yeah. the creaminess of and the fat from the avocado, and then the and then the you could add it. But she just had like some sprouts in the picture, so I happen to have some microgreens and added that. But you could add whatever you wanted. Um, well, I want you, when you post this podcast, I want you okay. to include that recipe, if you can, I, in the post. Yes, I would, I would, be, I would to... be happy to. Um, yeah. Is that possible? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm sure if we give credit where credit is due, that, um, that Kimberly would be flattered. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you so, so much. And, um, and um, yeah, just thank you again for all your for all your help and all your research and knowledge and yeah, just showing up and shining your light and doing what you do so that we can all, um, so that we can all live healthier. Yes. Joint free, pain free, wrinkle free, all those things that so does virus, Vir- virus free that, with aging <laughs> that don't have to be, that don't have to be our norm anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Exactly. And I, and I hope people sign up for the new you, um, online course. Cause it really, I reviewed it today, it's so packed with so many great resources for, you know, skincare and lifestyle care and, and then the internal work that, that you do with me. Um, it's just such a great package and something that, you know, certainly now there's, there's a lot of reset yes. going on in, in the world and, and people are getting a chance to slow down and, and kind of start, you know, start something new. So start with the new you and uh, hope to see you, yeah, you all and one online final note, in the and program. The, one of the best things I love about it is that Jen, Dr. Jen is my go-to. Not that you may not have other practitioners or another doctor or whatever you feel resonates most for you. But what I love about it is that you say, oh, well, I have a throat spray. You said in one of the podcasts about, you know, just we did in the fall about if you're, you know, feel like you're sick or coming down with this, what are things you can do? I didn't know that. So I can just call, contact Dr. Jen, whether I live in Chicago or not, and she can send me a throat spray. I don't have to go get these herbs then by myself. And she has access to stronger herbs where I say, Hey, it's the spring. Hey, it's the fall. I need a liver cleanse kit. And she's like, either I'll mail it to you or come pick it up when I needed a bug spray for India. And I didn't want to use stuff with toxic ingredients. You said, Oh, I have one that I've used in the woods (laughs) that has worked great. And I was like, lay it on me, give it to me that way. Same thing. I didn't have to go buy 12 essential oils. <laughs> um, Dr. Jen already had one. So she yes. is, again, I, I, I can't stress enough, a, a wonderful resource. And you always surprise me with just um, what you know, how much you know, and how much you're willing to share. So thank you. 
Well, you're welcome. And going on the essential yeah. oil, one last one last quick thing is I have a diffuser at home, and especially right now with the um, there are four essential oils that are specific for influenza and airborne viruses that mm-hmm. you can put into your diffuser, um, and that is pine, lemon, eucalyptus, and cedarwood. Um, I'm I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's pine, lemon, cedarwood, and juniper berry, not the eucalyptus, juniper berry. Um, Put those into your diffuser and have that mist in your home, and you'll be, you know, treating your air and breathing that in. If you don't have a diffuser, put these essential oils onto a washcloth and just put them Mm -hmm. in the corner in your shower um, or in your bathtub and diffuse it in the air that way. Um, or, and if you don't have those oils, give me a call and I can, I can mix up a bottle and, and send it out to you. But those are, those are the premier essential oils right now for um, airborne uh, viral. Love it. Exposure. Wonderful. I learned something new. Always, always, yeah. always. Great. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, I hope you found this helpful, informative, and yes, even inspiring and uplifting. The course with Jen and I, The New You, will be available in my online style school. So if you want to connect with me and know when we release it, my website is lifting dash the dash veil.com remember if it doesn't have the dashes it kind of looks like lifting the evil which is a little bit of what it is to connect with jen one-on-one her website is from scratch wellness.com and as always if you can give this podcast as many stars as possible that would be greatly appreciated and i look forward to connecting with you soon